Well, hello. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes, and this is Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and welcome to 2023. It is truly my pleasure as we begin to go deep again this year and learn more about what God has to say to and through us. So if you would, go ahead and bow with me as we begin. Most gracious and heavenly Father God, we do thank you. We thank you for the time that we have to spend with you. We thank you for your meeting our every need. You are knowing exactly what it is that we have need of before we even ask. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for meeting with us. You said we're two or three are gathered. You're right there in the midst. So I'm thanking you for those on the other side of this, Lord, for those who are wanting more, those who want the spiritual encouragement, those who want the enrichment in their lives, those who want to see something different this year. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us and answering our prayers. We're going to bless you for it. We're going to honor you always. In Jesus' name, we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless you again. This is Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and this is your encouragement for the week. Encouragement in a bottle, if you would. And let me just say to you that there are so many different messages that I've already done that are available for you here on YouTube. Make sure you go back and listen to some of the previous messages and share them. If you like them, if go ahead and like the message for me, if you would, so that others will be able to see it and they will show it to others. And then do me a favor, make sure you are subscribed to this channel. I really would appreciate that. So let's jump into the word this day. And we're going to Nehemiah chapter number one, verse one through five today. Excuse me, verses one through four. And the Bible records for us the words of Nehemiah, son of Hakalia, uh, during the month of Kisleu, in the 20th year, when I was in the fortress city of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, arrived with men from Judah, and I questioned them about Jerusalem and the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile. They said to me, the remnant in the province who survived the exile are in great trouble and disgrace. Jerusalem's wall has been broken down and its gates have been burned down. When I heard these words, I sat down and wept. I mourned for a number of days, fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Nehemiah chapter number one, Verses one through four identified to us Nehemiah having a conversation. Let me say this at the beginning of the year, and many of you who have followed me have recognized that I always mention, or I am mentioning at this particular time, that I am in the process of building. And this is going to be the series called I Am Building something. I am building something. And at the beginning of the year, we want to build. We want to build upon a sure foundation. We want something that is going to take us to that next level. We want to up level where we're going. We want to be elevated. We want to do more this year than we did last year. And I am in the process of building both a home as well as a business. And in the process of it, you know, they always say something is going to go wrong, but 
what you really want to do is enjoy the process because the process tells you something. So yes, I it is a project. Uh, this is not the first house that I've built, but it probably will be the last one. And I am making sure that I am taking precautions. I am looking at specific measures, especially if I need to have my mother come stay with me. So we're looking at zero entry showers, things of that sort. You have to know what you want, why you want it, so that you can get the appropriate things done when you build. In building a business, I want my business to be able to meet the needs of those women who are coming to me and making sure that I have the skill set and I have the, the right information to give them based on the experiences, based on the knowledge, based on the understanding, based on the compassion that I also have for them. And this goes right along in line with what Nehemiah is saying is I am building something and he is going to build, but we want to build on a sure foundation. And today's installment, the first part is I'm assessing to advance. I'm assessing to advance. See, if I'm going to build a home, I have to assess what is already there, or what I need. If I'm going to build a business, I need to assess what I currently have in place, what is working and what is not, whether or not it's a structural issue that needs to happen, or if it is a total overhaul that I need to do. See, if you don't know what, then you don't know how. And if you don't know what or you don't know how, then you don't know who you need to go to and you don't know also where you need to build. I'm gonna say that one again. If you don't know what, then you don't know how. If you don't know how, you don't know who. When you don't know who, you don't know where. You don't know. Assessment is important. See, assessing says I'm evaluating or estimating the nature, the ability, or the quality of a thing. I'm making an evaluation. I'm making a judgment. I am making a assessment. I am looking at it from a different vantage point to make sure that it is going to meet the needs. Or the definition is to decide the quality or the importance of something. See, if I don't assess right, then I don't end up with the right motives. I don't end up with the right outcome. I don't end up with the right importance. I need to make sure I understand what is there before I then can then make an assessment, a judgment, and then come up with a solution to the problem. See, if we don't diagnose appropriately, we won't have the right results. We don't get the transformation that we need. We don't get the outcome that we desire. See, from a physical standpoint, I need to be able to assess a wound that I might have. I decide whether or not a Band-Aid is sufficient or I need surgery. If I want healing, which is the outcome, I want it to be right. But if I don't know if I have an infection and I need an antibiotic, I'm going to be lost. I'm not going to get the right result. I need to assess or I need to determine whether or not I'm in crisis mode, in despair and depression, or if I'm just downtrodden and I need a community that is going to help lift me up and give me the encouragement that I need. I need to know emotionally whether or not I'm completely distraught or whether or not it's just a phase or a season that I'm going through. On the business side, is it the structure that needs to change because I've got the right culture or is it a complete overhaul of my entire community and my team, my 
team is not a dream team. So I'm not going to achieve the dream that I have on a financial standpoint. Is it that I don't know how to spend or what to spend and making the right decisions? Or is it that I need complete understanding of the financial system so I understand what I need to do within it to make a difference? You see, we need to diagnose and everyone recognizes a diagnosis when it comes to say a doctor diagnosing your issue, but sometimes we forget that their diagnosis needs to happen also on a spiritual level. We need to understand that. Why? Because hiding does not equal healing. The fact of the matter is you can continue to sweep things under the rug, but that lump is still going to show. You can kick the can down the road, but that problem still is going to remain until it is solved. And so at the beginning of a year, we are now in that assessment mode because ultimately we want to secure our foundation. We want to make sure that if there are cracks in it, we fill those cracks. If there's something that is necessary for us to build upon and we need to extend, we need to extend the foundation. You see, this is your year. This is your time. This is what you are able to do because God has got a plan for you this year. This year, you can handle what you didn't handle before. This year, you're going to get it right. This year is going to be greater. This year is going to be immeasurably more. This year, you're going to do exceeding and abundantly. This year, you're going to do everything that God has planned for you this year because we're going to assess first where we are. And when we know where we are, we're there going to know what we need to do. We're then going to get the direction on how to do it. We're going to know who we need to go to, and we're going to need to know where we are going to apply those solutions. So Nehemiah asked the question, and he asked the question about Jerusalem and the remnant. He asked the question regarding how are the chosen people now that exile, now that they have survived, notice the word it said, survived exile. Sometimes we survive some things, but we're not thriving. We're just in survival mode. We made it through. That's all we did. We're not living life fully. We just happen to get over it, but we're not joyous in it. We're not rejoicing in it. We're not helping someone else. We're not sharing the love, if you would, but we're, we made it. And we don't want to just survive because Jesus said, I didn't come to just give you life. I came to give you life and that more abundantly. I want you to live life to the absolute fullest. I came to abolish the law. Yeah, I, I just, I came to fulfill it. I didn't come to just tear it down. I came to fulfill everything that was there. And so what we want to do at this time of the year is we want to assess so that we can advance. We want to do more this year than we did last year or in the previous years. We want to move forward. So Nehemiah asked the question and then he heard their plight. He says that they were in great trouble and affliction is what he heard. In other words, there's a misfortune and there's a disaster. We go through life. Life happens. And unfortunately, we share a lot more in common than we think. There's some disastrous things that do occur in our lives. There's some misfortune that we go through. There are 
bad things that do happen to good people. But he said they're also disgraced, or in the King James, it says they're in reproach. There's some shame. There's injuries that occurred because of the enemy. Hmm. Evil is in this world. And in, in many instances, evil does come near our doorsteps. It's what we do with it. It's who we know that we recognize that as Joseph said, you might have meant it for evil, but God turned it around for good. If you look for the good, the collateral beauty, as I say, instead of just the collateral damage, you will find that there is so much more that you're able to do because of what you've been through. I always say it this way, or others have said it as well. You don't know what your flavor is in the tea bag until it's put in hot water. So as we go through things, we find out more about who we are and what we're capable of doing and achieving. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength, but we need to know our weak areas so that he can fortify them. We need to know where we are strong so that we can share that with others and be a testimony to somebody else so that they can also get through. But he also indicates not only are they in great trouble and affliction, not only are they disgraced and reproached or ashamed, but their walls are broken down. There's the dividing structure that they had, the structure that they had for their location and the divisions that they had within so that there was a plan that was going to be executed. In other words, their protection was now broken. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But he also said that their gates were burned, burned by the enemy. The gates represented the entrance or the doorway into. It was also a barrier. And when Nehemiah hears this, he weeps. When he hears this, he mourns. When he hears this, he is downtrodden because he recognizes the plight of the chosen people of God. One of the reasons I do what I do on the coaching side now is because I recognize the hurt that needs to be healed. I recognize the destruction that we have in life, that as we go through different seasons, sometimes we don't get the answers that we need to the right questions. And sometimes we don't ask the questions and we don't know. And so we suffer. We don't live life to the absolute fullest, but that is not what God so determined for us. That is not what he had for us last year, nor for this year, nor for the future years. God has more for us. He says, I've got great plans for you. They're to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. God says in Jeremiah 29 and 11, that is what I have for you. He says, I want to do exceeding abundantly above everything that you could ever hope, ask, or think according to the power that works on the inside of you in Ephesians. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. I am going somewhere and I want to take you with me. I don't want to leave you in your desolate place. I don't want to leave you behind. I want the prison doors to be open for you because I want you to walk in freedom. I don't want you to be blind any longer. I want you to be able to see, see what's in front of you, see that there's more going for you than against you. I don't want you to be lame anymore. You want to pick up your bed and walk and continue to move forward. 
just like the disciples said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you. And what I give to you is God's word and God's word. He's going to stand behind. And when he stands behind his word, he's going to give you everything that you could ever need. If you would just shore up your spiritual foundation, it will be a revelation for the rest of your life, physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, all of that will come into fruition, come into alignment when you get this right. So today we're shoring up some of our foundation. We are building something. We're building something this year that is going to be great. It's going to be exceedingly more. It's going to be immeasurably more than what we could ever hope, ask, or think. We're assessing today in order to advance. So in order to assess properly and to shore up our foundation, three things I'm going to give you. We're going to one, ask. Number two, we're going to acknowledge. And three, we're going to have accountability. We're going to ask, we're going to acknowledge, and we're going to have accountability. First, we need to ask. We need to ask the appropriate questions. Remember, Nehemiah asked about Jerusalem and the remnant, those that were left. Appropriate questions, the right questions at the right time. First, we do it internally. We ask those personal questions. Lord, what character flaws do I happen to have? What needs to be corrected in me? What did I not do that I should have done? Where would you like me to focus today so that I can get it right? But then I also need to ask those external questions as well as those peripheral questions. What did others do to me that have me in the position that I'm in right now? Do they need to still be at my table? How do I need to respond or how did I not respond appropriately? And how do I need to improve my responses to them? There's a whole host of questions that we need to ask about those around us, those on the outside. But we have to start with those questions that deal with me personally. What did I do? What do I need to do differently? But then we also need to ask the right one. Because see, sometimes we can ask a friend. And if they are a friend that is not going to go against us and they want to keep the friendship, then they might not tell us the truth. Sometimes we call them yes men. Can I get a witness? We don't need a yes person. We need to go to one who is able to solve the problem. We need to go to one who is going to give me the truth of the word. We need to go to the right one, a spiritual leader, a mentor, if you would. But ultimately, we need to go to God. He is the one that can answer those questions because he knew us from the foundation. He knew us from the very beginning. He knows what he placed on the inside. He knows what gifts he has given us. The Bible tells us you have not because you ask not. James chapter number four, verse two, you have not because you ask not. And Jesus even told the disciples in John, the 16th chapter and the 24th verse, this is until this time, you never asked anything in my name, but I want you to ask now so that your joy may be full. I want you to receive. Ask so that you can receive that your joy then will be full. Ask. Sometimes it's hard for us to ask those questions because we don't want to hear the answer, but you've got to ask if you're going to shore up your foundation. Ask, where can I get assistance here? Who can help me? Where do you want me to turn? What community should I be in? Where should I be a part of? Ask. But secondly, we need to acknowledge acknowledge your participation in the problem. Oh, you did something. Oh, you messed up. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. 
you know, earlier this week uh, or last week, I should say, we had some technology glitches and I recognized my contribution to that technology glitch. I signed off on a Zoom account when I was host and I didn't realize I was still host because I didn't pay attention that, that they did not take over the host capability. So when I logged off, it logged off everybody else. Then I had one other person on the administrative staff that was really kind of distraught about the fact that she made a mistake in scheduling. We all make mistakes. Was it to condemn her? No, but it was to say, listen, I acknowledge that I made a mistake too. It's okay. Mistakes do happen. As long as we learn from them and we don't repeat them, that was the whole reason of the whole point that we went through it. So we won't do that again. When you make a major blender, you learn from that mistake, but we need to acknowledge the fact that we participated because as long as we think it wasn't us, it was all about everybody else and we didn't have anything to contribute, then we also won't have anything to contribute to the solution. We need to not only acknowledge our participation in the problem, but we also need to acknowledge our responsibility in the solution. When we ask God, show us, we need to be obedient after we hear what he has to say. When God responds, we obey. We acknowledge you are sovereign, Lord. You know more than I know. You see better than I see. From your vantage point, you know all. You know the future and I only know the present, but I also recognize the past that you have been faithful. You have been truthful. You have been trustworthy. God, you have been dependable. Lord, you have done it all for me. And if it had not been for you on my side, I wouldn't be where I am today, but I can't get to where I want to go, Lord. I cannot advance. I cannot get there without your supernatural intervention. I can't do it without you. So I acknowledge what I've done, but I acknowledge who you are. And thirdly, accountability. See, it's good for me to ask God. It's good for me to acknowledge the Lord and acknowledge what he's telling me to do, but I can't be obedient on a regular. I can't be consistent. I can't be 100% committed if I don't have someone holding me accountable because me holding myself accountable is going to be limited. I need to be connected with others that are going to keep me in check. Oh, the Bible says that we are to submit one to another. If I'm going to be in authority, I also have to be under authority. I have to be connected. Stay connected with your local assembly. Stay connected to your pastor. Know that there is someone that God has placed over you. You are not an island by yourself. Do not do life alone. That is not the intent. We were intended to be in community and to be connected. We want to make sure that that is what we do. If we're going to shore up our foundation, the Bible tells us that in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. He says it in several instances. In Proverbs, the 11th chapter and the 14th verse, he says, where there is no counsel, <laughs> the people fall. But in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. In Proverbs, the 15th chapter and the 22nd verse, he says, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, it is established. He tells us in Proverbs, the 24th chapter and the 6th verse, wise counsel will make you go to war, 
but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. The whole point is this, we don't do life alone. We must be connected. So we pray today asking God for everything that he wants for us in life, to show us us, to show us the enemy that is in me and to show us our enemy that's on the external. But in addition to that, acknowledging that God, you know everything. So show me what it is that you would have for me to do in this situation. So I solve the problem and not kick it down the road that I don't sweep it up under the rug and still see that big lump in the middle of the floor. I don't want that, Lord, but I want to be accountable. So show me the right tribe, the right people to stay connected to so that I may then prosper and advance. Let's bow. Most gracious God, we thank you for who you are. You told us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, with supplication and thanksgiving that we make our requests known. Jesus told us to ask to come in his name. We have access because of what he already did. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son. Thank you for the example that we have seen. Thank you for access to come to your throne room. Thank you that we can walk in boldly. Thank you that we can ask, Lord. You said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. We're asking now, Lord, at the beginning of a new year, Help us to shore up our foundation. Show us where the cracks are. Show us where the crevices are. Show us where expansion is needed. Show us what we need to do differently. Show us, oh God. We're asking, Lord, for a better year. We're asking for all. We're asking. You told us to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness and everything will be added unto us. All will come because of it. We want immeasurably more. We want so much more. We want everything that you have promised, everything of, about your protection. We want everything about your provision. We want it all, Lord. And we recognize that we need to be right in order for that. So show us as we make our assessment at the beginning of the year. If we're not praying appropriately, Lord, show us. If we're not doing our devotion right, Lord, show us. Oh, we're gonna be so grateful when you do answer. We're gonna stay in position to hear and to listen. And when we stay in position, Lord, and you tell us, we wanna be obedient. Help us to put one foot in front of the other according to the way that you would have for us to do. Put the right people around us, Lord, to keep us accountable. Give us the right team so that the dream will come to pass. Thank you, Father, for the tribe that you send us. Thank you for the people that you've stationed. Thank you for the words of counsel that you're going to give us, the right word in due season. Lord, thank you for that in advance. We know that you're going to do it. Forgive us of our trespasses just as we forgive those who trespass against us. But God, we don't want to be led into temptation. We want to be delivered from evil. We know it is your kingdom, but we want to make an impact and an influence on your kingdom. We want to be your examples in this earth. We want, Lord, for your will to be done. Thank you, Lord, for sending us an accountability partner an accountability team, a community to do life together with. We acknowledge you in all that we do and all that we hope for. And we ask, Lord, that you would speak to us and speak through us so that we might be able to accomplish it. It's in Jesus' wonderful name that we do pray and give you thanks. Amen.
Well, God bless each and every one of you. My prayer for you is that you do succeed this year, that this year is going to be about you, that 2023 is all about me. 2023 is going to be the best version of you ever, that this year you're going to do exceeding and abundantly according to the power that works on the inside. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you in your going out and in your coming in, in your labor and in your leisure. I pray God's blessing that his favor, his hand of protection will ever be upon you and that he will give you his peace. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. It truly is my pleasure to bring you these encouraging messages. And so I ask that at this time, that you go ahead and you subscribe to this channel, share this message with someone else and have an absolutely fantastic rest of your week. God bless. You can find us online at h, the number two, htruth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.